you enjoy that i enjoyed that that was a nice little introduction there wasn't it wasn't that the way to go when she's in a podcast sup kids how are you doing today oh tiredness is saying tiredness is saying i'm about four coffees in but tiredness is saying and we are once again back chatting back wondering about the world around us back discussing all the things which we have yet to discuss which is extensive you know there's a lot of topics out there we could go for hours and hours and hours and i do go for hours and hours and hours it's, the amount of content i have now is is huge it's, it's, it's beyond compare well not really beyond compare you compare it to a lot of people i don't have that much content but i have a fair amount of content i have more than i expected to have i guess is, is probably the point i'm making and it's a long road you know it's a long road uh, I was talking to someone about this fairly recently. We were discussing this whole idea of how um, people adapt and adjust and sell out and, and, and make their work more for one audience than another and kind of adjust things. In the same way, you know, I do titles or video clips or things for YouTube and just how I present myself. And they suggested a bunch of changes I can make and said, oh, you know, hey, you, you could consider doing this and you can consider doing this. It's a bit more bit more public friendly and people people would pick it up and all these kinds of things and i'm like well yeah i could but i realized it was just a lot of noises though i didn't really even say anything but i feel like when i do things and when i i try to go into projects i i almost instantaneously take the longer way around like that's a natural thing for me to do it's just instantaneously just go hmm we could go the longer journey, you know? We could go the longer journey. I do it when I, I set sat on our routes. Um, I'll go on a hike or somewhere, uh, Derbyshire and Peak District and Lake District and all that kind of stuff. And I'll, I'll choose routes without tolls, you know, tollless routes. Tolls as in toll bridges and, and toll roads and all those kinds of things. And usually that is a longer road. For a long while, when I first got my license, I chose roads which avoided A roads avoided motorways and that was a call back to when i did my cbt and i got my motorbike um it was just ignoring those things because i couldn't go on motorways at the time so that was just a, a given i could only go on a roads and b roads and so when i got my car i just did very much the same i said no avoid motorways motorways are boring you don't see anything on a motorway that's you know that's the crux of that you don't see anything and i and when i go now i I look at the map and it goes, okay, well, here's the quickest route. And I go, oh, well, that's interesting. So you're also presenting me with two other routes. And the routes will say something like similar distance, or it'll tell you 10 minutes more. And my brain automatically thinks, well, 10 minutes, you say. I've got 10 minutes. Let's go. Let's go see what happens in those 10 minutes. Let's go see where the journey takes us because it's about the journey. So why wouldn't you take the longest route to get there? And obviously, you're in a hurry, you take the quickest route. But if you've got nowhere to be, 
no obligations. What's wrong with taking the long route? Nothing. Nothing is what I'm saying. But it's easy. It, it, it does so very much seem that when I do things, I do con- deconstruct things and take the longer path. And I think part of that kind of comes from, one, I'm not looking for an easy fix, you know? I'm not comfortable with an easy fix. What I'm comfortable with is having things which I've built, things which I've created, and then I feel more involved with them. I feel like I can take more ownership of them. If someone sends me something or I buy something to solve a solution, I, 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 never, I, just, I don't feel like I've done anything. I don't feel like I've achieved it. I haven't got that sense of achievement and responsibility. And, and, and that makes me a little bit sad. Uh, a great example I can give you this, and I still have it downstairs, is... Um, so I had an idea that I wanted to make a zine vending machine, right? I wanted to make a zine vending machine to go in a local cafe. That's probably not going to happen now because the cafe owner has changed. But nonetheless, it may do. Who knows? It was this thing. But my first thought wasn't I could buy a vending machine. No, 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 no. Of course not. Anybody, anybody now, class, class, please, please shout out what my first thought was when I thought, hmm, zine vending machine. That's right. If you shouted out build a vending machine, um, you are completely correct. I started researching. I started putting thought into it. I was looking up mechanisms, gears. I was learning physics in order to create a vending machine. I then broke that down, broke that out into figuring out how I could build cabinets and cases and what tools I would need what materials I would need and whether it would be cheaper than buying a vending machine or what it would be more it would be more useful to have something which is purposeful purposefully built and to just buy something which is only just right but I would never be able to improve upon in the future and the result of this was I ended up with several prototypes for zine mechanisms and realizing that the work I'd put in would still require a coin-operated unit, um, which I would then have to buy, is what stopped me. That's all that stopped me. Right? The logistics of it stopped me, because I I don't have the time, materials, or machines in order to produce metal parts. Um, otherwise, it would have probably just been made of MDF. Let's be realistic here. I'd have probably just gone to... Uh, gone to Wix, got myself some pieces of wood, done a bit of skip diving, found myself the parts, and built myself a vending machine. So I bought a vending machine, but of course I didn't buy a vending machine, which is completely purpose-built, because that would be silly. What I did was, I bought a vending machine, which is just about right, and then I started modifying it. And it works. It does work. I've just never had the opportunity to field test it. Um, because there's still a few bits which I need to work out, a few kinks to work out, but the motivation to work those kinks out is somewhat lacking because I have nowhere to put it at this point in time. So it's just sat in my downstairs. I just have a vending machine in my, I guess it clusters the middle room of my house. I live in a terrace house. It's like the kitchen between, I guess it would be a dining room. It's between the front room and the kitchen, but it's also not like enclosed in any way, shape or form. So it's just there. I, I don't know how you would describe it, but that's where my vending machine sits. But that's a long journey, right? All I really need to do was go out and just find a suitable vending machine, buy it, and then stock it with stuff. That's not a hard, hard system to do, is it? That's, <laughs> that's, that's the simple solution to that problem. 
but I think when we I chatted recently to Destiny, we were talking about her smart mirror. Very much, I like to know how things work. I like to know the process. I like to know what's going on with it. Even now, when I look up things, I'm I'm looking into currently. Um, I'm trying to make seitan, which is uh, like a vegan meat substitute, and I'm I'm experimenting. You know, I'm toying with that. I'm looking up different recipes. I'm finding out why it reacts the way it does because potentially, you know, potentially I can make it fit my needs slightly better. I want something always which is more purpose built, and this is the problem I have looking for houses. Right, I've I've probably been looking at houses for like two or three years now, and I have not viewed a single house. And this goes back to you, you, there's a podcast about why I never buy plates. But a lot of it goes back to that. And I would love, because I, I, I don't really, realistically, I don't want to buy a house. I want to build a house which is purpose-built for me, which is, makes more sense. It's the longer journey. It's the harder journey. Can you imagine building a house as your first house? That's insane. I don't have the money for that, and that's what's stopping me. I can go around that in circles and circles, but... <laughs> There's something in my brain which just says, you know what, it would be more worthwhile to do this the long way. It would be more worthwhile to do this the long process, even now, like with this website. You know, I recently launched a website, if you don't know, uh, it's called Coke Oven, uh, coke-oven.com, coke-oven.com. Uh, it's a website for zines, not to promote it too much in the middle of this ramble, but it's a website for zines, completely non-profit, allows people to submit their zines into it, so we can just generate a massive directory, which makes it easier for artists to get people interested in their zines, and for zine collectors to find zines, and as well, you know, just a bit of publicizing and advertising for them. That was a long process, but I laid it out. I laid it out, initially I was going to build a website myself, and then I bit of research later i decided to hire a friend of mine to to build the website who helped me through it and then i got a few people to input zines but the process i have at the minute is allowing people to submit zines and then i create the posts now that is a long journey right that especially if i got a lot of submissions in one day that could be a long process and i do off i do off my own back because at the moment the site isn't ready now what i could have done was paid a lot more money and gotten people involved to get more people involved collaborated a little bit more got you know the, the the website built so it's perfectly built and you could submit stuff directly into the website now that is a quicker process but it's also a more expensive process whereas what i did was i took a longer journey i took my time with it i didn't really tell anyone that i was doing it i just i went for a wander and i'm prone to go for a wander i really am you know i go down side streets which people just don't seem to frequent. I wander into buildings, have a look at things, look through windows. I go daily at the minute for walks, and those walks take me everywhere. I've been down streets which are not considered picturesque, because why not? What's down that street? What's going on down there? You know, it would be interesting just to see for a day. Why wouldn't you go the longer journey when you kind of get around there? And someone asked me, like my mum, she's very much... It kind of comes across as a bit of a soundboard on the podcast, you know, there's no real avoiding that. But she kind of gets into this idea, it's like, I can't do things the easy way, you know. That's what she says. She says, I can't do things the easy way. I can't, I can't take the easy way out to do it. And she's right, right? As much as a begrudge to say it, she's right. I can't do the easy way. I don't want to do the easy way. I don't want to buy the ready-made sandwich when I can make a sandwich. 
I don't want to buy a car because I like the idea of building a car. I I want that investment. I want that that brain power, that curiosity within me to be fully exposed and just just make something. And it won't be perfect. It'll probably be broken. And it may not even work. But I want that journey before I then give in and buy a car. You know, furniture. I don't want to buy a piece of furniture. I don't want to go to Ikea. I've run it about Ikea many a time. I don't want to go to Ikea and buy someone's pre-made dream. I don't want that. I can't picture myself living in the spaces they've made because everything in the spaces they've made is bought and just there and people want that people want that quick fix they want that and my brain ultimately just pushes against that someone else said against me it's like yeah but you could do this and it's like yes but guys oh you're ignoring the journey right you're ignoring the process you're ignoring the things which i enjoy and that is what's more important to me than the desk i'm gonna buy than the story I'm going to have about the desk I'm going to make. That's a very simple way of putting it, right? And I got thinking about this more, and I got thinking about how that kind of conveys to the world around me, and I actually realized there's more to it than that. And I, you know, my brother's very different to me. We're very similar, but we're very different. He will happily buy something pre-made because he likes something pre-made, and he sees the story within the pre-made. And he just wants it to fit a function, and I'm, that's fair enough. That's you know, just a different way of living. I don't want it to fit a function. I, I want it to fit a function and more. I want the concept on top. I need to stack that concept. But I think it goes back to a lot of stuff when I was younger of just being put off by people who could instantly solve their own problems with money or having something provided to them. And there's a level of trust in it, I guess. There's a level of not trusting people to make something which is suitable for me, not trusting people to solve problems, because I'm like, hmm, if they solve this problem, they're going to get the credit for it rather than you know me having the actual idea in the first place. And it it forces me and makes me want to do things the harder way so no one takes advantage. You know, that, that in a way, that's it's self-preservation in one sense, but I think there's another aspect to this, which I kind of have considered more and more recently, which is a lot of what I do nowadays, um, you know, like I do the daily streams and I do the podcast and I create Null Point and I create Coke Oven. These are all community projects, whether they appear to be not. You know, they're, they're all community projects. They're all things which, when you, you look at them on the surface, they're just about helping people. You know, Coke Oven was formed out of frustration of finding dead links and zine websites which never get updated and projects which have just come to a halt because people have fallen out and all these kinds of things and just looking at it and going, look, there's no central database and I can build a central database. I can make something fit for purpose, which I would enjoy, and then give it away for free and other people can enjoy it too. And I, I thought that would be beneficial to the world around me and I'm you know, privileged enough to be in a situation where I could do that, so I did that. No point was very much formed around that same idea. It was formed about getting people past their own fear of creating, engaging topics and subjects in ways which you wouldn't have even dreamed, seeing the same topics discussed over and over again in exactly the same manner. It's like, no, you want to build, you want to have a discussion about this, bring a lot of opinions, bring a lot of things and make it without fear, make it so anyone can submit to it because it's not a conversation just for those who can express themselves eloquently. 
so that was another community project and the streams i you know i, I started doing the streams we've gone for 150 days or so probably going to max out at 200 or just over 200 and again it was just it seemed like something i could do to ease what i knew was coming you know to ease what i knew was going out there all right there as soon as you went to lockdown i know that i'm a person who can survive lockdown as i think we've discussed many times before i'm i know i can do solo i know i can live on my own without contact with other people for a very long time and i'm fairly self-sufficient and that is due to my early life i have made myself that way but i knew a lot of people were going to struggle with anxiety and need something to relate to and a place to chill out every single day so i thought well why can't why can't i just provide that space why can't i you know help along the way it keeps me occupied it allows me to practice it's stuff i'd be doing already why can't i use that to assist people as i go and i think in a way taking the longer journey is an adage of that i think the phrase um taking the low the road less traveled right it's it's one of those phrases which get thrown around i think when you really think about it, a lot of people say, oh, well, you take the low road less travel because you see more. That's usually the one. It's like, oh, you see the things all the other people are ignoring. You you get to see these wonderful hidden grottos. I don't know why. I'm automatically picturing like a road trip through Italy and people are like, oh, yeah, we no, we, we diverted to this village and we found this wonderful, you know, wonderful villa. And we, we had the chat with this nice Italian man, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, that's, I don't care about that. What I actually care about, I think... <laughs> if i'm if i'm putting it into words is is i'll take the road less traveled because there's a lot of people who will have no other option but to take the road less traveled you know taking the road most traveled requires a lot of privilege it requires a lot of your situation allowing you to do that you know can you get on a motorway sure if you have a car if you have a car, if you have a license, if you have a license which allows you to be on the motorway, um, you know, if you've got the fuel to get you from location A to location B, some people will have that choice. Some people will have money for a bus. They might not even have money for a bus. They might have to walk. They may have not even considered doing the thing. They may have just gone, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to have to walk to that place. Maybe they're thinking, oh, I'd love to get to that place, but the only way I can get there is to walk. So my brain just goes, okay, well, maybe I have a position where I can take the car. But wouldn't it be more interesting to, one, take the walking route and see whether it's viable? You know, see whether it is actually a means so then those who can only walk there know. They know one way or another that that is a viable route or not you know you're doing it's doing the research and putting out the research to say look before you waste time before you waste money and your resources which i know you don't have much of here is a way of doing it and i'm going to try it and we're going to see if it works and if it goes wrong it goes wrong you know it's experimentation but i have nothing to lose in doing it you don't have to lose anything to see me do it that's that's the crux of that right but also there's a level of there's going to be a bunch of people who've tried walking down that road who got stuck right and i'm going to keep using the road analogy because it's stuck in my head but there's going to be a bunch of people who you know broke down on the road got lost 
couldn't find their way out. And because the kind of person I am and the, the mentality I have in my head, all I'm thinking is, okay, well, if I take the road less travel and I meet someone along the way who needs help, I can help them. You know, I can get them back on route. I can, I can figure out how to get them back on the thing. I can lend them a map. I'll probably bring a spare map. They can have my map. Maybe I can help them fix their car. If I can't help them fix their car, at least by the time I make it to the end of the journey, I know there's people trapped and I can tell people, hey, you need to go back and you need to help those people. And it's only by taking that longer journey, only by taking that longer idea and the process and learning about all those things that I'm able to see these people because they are, they're just hidden. They're hidden to the side and saying, and need some visibility. So I'm trying to see as much as I can. That's I think that's like a crux of doing the show. It's I'm trying to have all these conversations so I can just learn and expose and, and represent them to the world. And it's not about getting me out there, it's just more about assisting them. So I'm never going to really opt for the easy option. I'm never really going to go in and say, hey, oh yeah, well, I, I want to do this project, well, I can just buy this machine and it'll do this project. I'm always going to look at it and go, well, what if someone can't buy that machine? What, what are their options can I do those options? Is that a viable way of doing things? And if I learn something along the way, maybe I can share it with them. There's such a depth of knowledge and intellect and experience which is completely ignored because of the instant gratification which has basically become required by society and which has been sold to society. And I think the road less travelled, it's more interesting. You usually see a lot more but you also get the opportunity to meet some people who might need your help along the way, and that's not always obvious. Who knows? All I'm saying is, you see me broken down on the side of the road, maybe stop and help me. You see me struggling. Uh, it might not always be obvious. Take the road less traveled. I'll talk to you guys later.